afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I feel like I've been drinking water from a fire hose the past several days. I don't know if you've if you've ever been in that in that spot where you've taken in so much information in such a short period of time. You might as well just have the fire hose out and you're just trying to to guzzle water from it on a hot summer's day. I feel like that's where I am in this moment. After spending some days in D.C. last week, uh, we flew back home to Michigan and we have jumped into a a conference here over the past several days with, with religious leaders from the state and the country. It's it's a it's a grassroots movement just of, of of people getting together and talking about what we need to do as as citizens of this country, what we need to do to retain the the constitutional Judeo-Christian values that this country was founded on. And I feel like I've been drinking water from the proverbial fire hose. Uh, once I digest this information, uh, we will definitely spend uh, days, maybe weeks, talking about it. The, the past couple of days, we've, we've really been talking about the importance of, of a grassroots movement. Finding a, a grassroots organization that you connect with one that that speaks to your values as a citizen, as a parent, as an American, a grassroots organization that speaks to your values that that you can link arms with. There are hundreds of grassroots movements throughout this country that we can we can join up with that are are slated for change. Movements that really are the the driving force behind change in this country. As I've said, it's not going to happen in D.C. Change is not going to happen at the federal level. Change is going to happen at the local level. It's going to happen at the local level, and it's going to happen with us. It's going to happen. It's it's going to happen with 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 moms and dads, and grandparents, aunts and uncles, getting involved and the local community, getting involved in your schools or pulling your kids from the public school and homeschooling them or putting them in a in a private classical Christian school somewhere if you've got one close by. Yesterday, we, we read this article that talked about Virginia Fox, who is the chairwoman of the House Committee on Education and Workforce and and. and Virginia Fox says that it's it's citizens and watchdog groups who have both the power and the responsibility to do what the most powerful government in the world cannot. And that is affect change in this country. I shouldn't say Washington can't affect change because we've seen the change Washington has been affecting for years and decades. But we're talking positive change. We're talking about taking this country back to its foundational roots, back to its Judeo-Christian values. And I have I have been in meetings really the past uh, the past seven, eight days that have have focused on this very thing. And the information, sometimes the information just becomes overwhelming. 
It really does. You just have to take a minute. You have to digest all of it. And then you have to go after it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at an article here. This article is, and it's, it was written by Megan Brennan, and it's entitled K-12 Education Satisfaction in U.S. Ties Record Low. The, the K-12 education amongst you and I and just normal everyday citizens in this country has hit and tied the all-time record low. People are not satisfied. We're not satisfied with the education that's being provided to our children. We're not satisfied, well, mostly, I shouldn't say mostly. I mean, there are several reasons why we aren't satisfied. Let me count the ways. We're tired of, of our students being indoctrinated. We're, we're tired of them being being taught wrong history, essentially being lied to about the history of our country. We're tired of schools, entire school districts, entire states even, removing proficiency standards. We're tired of school districts maintaining policies wherein they keep information from parents, they hide information from parents information pertaining to a student or, or the parent's son or daughter talking about becoming a different gender they're you know we're we're just fed up as parents we're fed up and we we've been talking a lot about getting involved in a grassroots movement movement to affect change what can we do to change things the other day, we interviewed Hutz Hertzberg, who's the uh, chief academic officer for Turning Point Academy. We talked about Turning Point Academy and, and the work that they are doing. They're, they're 5C schools. It's, it's a hybrid model, and, and we've spent a lot of time talking about the hybrid model. Um, yeah, you know, we have, we, we've encouraged families to just homeschool. Pull your child out of the public school and homeschool. Find a, a private Christian school, preferably a classical Christian school. Um, you know, we've we've hit the point where the public schools, for the most part, have become a detriment. Now, I'm all for saving the public schools. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for saving them. Uh, you know, but I've said, I, I, I you know, I, I don't know that I'd keep my child in the public school while I'm attempting to save it. I don't know that I would put my child at that risk, at that risk of, of indoctrination or the risk of being lied to, the risk of, of being being taught something wrongly. So um, here's the article. American satisfaction with the quality of K-12 education in the U.S. has fallen six percentage points in the past year to match the record low of 36%. This is, this is a, a Gallup poll. So 36% of the country uh, are satisfied with the, with the quality of education their students are receiving. 
Uh, I wonder what school districts these 36% are in. That's what I'd like to know. What, you know, what, I mean, there, there's, there's some, uh, probably, maybe, hopefully, there, there's some, some good public schools out there that are still working hard to get it done. You know, we know there are good public school teachers and administrators out there working hard to get it done. I know some of them. I know they're they're good people, but they are are locked in and bound to a system that is well, it's failing. They're they're locked and bound to a system that is it's failing, it's failing our kids, it's failing our families. So a year ago, apparently the only 42% of the country was dissatisfied with the quality of education. So in the last 12 months, it has dropped six percentage points to 36%. This is a a poll that has come out of Gallup. Apparently, Gallup has been tracking educational satisfaction for 24 years. So since we've been tracking the past 24 years, we've hit, we've, hit the lowest point. We've hit our lowest mark, 36%. Uh, Those numbers are not good. So Gallup has been taking this poll since 1999, and the average, from that time period until now, the, the average low, or I guess I should say the um the overall satisfaction, the average number of overall satisfaction with K-12 education quality is at 45%. That's the average. You know, so it's going to go up. It's going to go down. Right now, we're looking at 36%. That is the, the, the satisfaction rate. So it's nine points below the average. And that, um, they... It looks like they parse out Republicans and Democrats, and it, I don't see the numbers here, but it says, it just says in the, uh, in the summary, American satisfaction with the quality of K-12 education in the U.S. has fallen to a record low point as a new school year begins. Both party groups are at or near record low satisfaction levels. But Republicans are significantly less likely to be satisfied than Democrats, although both are at both are at record levels. Because the education of our kids, as I've said, it crosses party lines. Families are disgusted with what's happening. They they want to see change. And I, I've been sitting in, in meetings for the past seven days, and that's what people are saying. They want to see change. And we've come to the conclusion, and this is even from our, our representatives in Congress, that the change is not going to happen there. It's not going to happen in D.C. It's going to come from you and me. It's going to come from us at the local level getting involved in grassroots organizations getting involved in elections, getting involved in the actual school building. Or if we can't get involved in the actual school building, we take our kids out. So 
last week at Waterbrook Christian, we had a um, at the beginning of every school year, we have a some time on on a given morning where we welcome our new families. And this particular morning last week, we had our new family welcome. And you know, I like to ask parents, hey, you know, what is it you know about Waterbrook? Why are you why are you here? Where 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 did you come from? And this this one mom in particular just said, I. I left one of the public school districts because they would not let me into the building. Her son is in the first grade, and he is starting with us for the very first time. She said, as a kindergartner, they would let they would not let mom into the building. She said, I wanted to come in. I wanted to see what they had on the walls. You know, what what were they displaying in the hallway? What did they have on the walls in the classroom? I wanted to come in and see what they were talking about. And the school would not let me into the building. And the the and the excuse the school gave her was of course COVID. You can't come in because of COVID. We can't let anybody into the building because of COVID. You know, it it doesn't matter if it's if it's covid or you know or, or whatever they're going to come up with an excuse they're going to come up with a, a reason to not let parents into the building and she just said nope uh uh-uh, uh i'm not doing that if i can't come into the building i will find a school that will let me into the building i will find a school that i can come in and be sure that they're going to teach my child values that that are in line with my values because that's what parents want. Parents want their child to be taught values that line up with their values because they understand innately. We understand true and proper education is, is developing the child to be a particular type of person. Our, are our students and our children, are they in schools that are developing them to have our values? Or are they be, are they being told that, you know, you might be a boy, you might be a girl? Or are they being told, you know, let's not really worry about proficiency. You know, let's not strive for excellence. You know, do your best. We're not going to really worry about being proficient. Just, you know, do your best. Now, listen, there's nothing wrong with doing your best. I am all for doing your best. But, you know, you may have to be challenged. Students may need to be challenged in order for their best to be achieved. You know, they might not hit the trophy. And I know, I know that's not right of me. Everybody deserves a trophy. Come on, Dean. You you can't you can't withhold that trophy from that student. You know everybody gets a trophy. I know I get it. But you know, not everybody deserves a trophy. And you know, sometimes you have to be challenged. Sometimes students need to be challenged. I mean, I get it. You know, at Waterbrook, there there are. There are situations, you know, where the kid will go home and they'll say to mom and dad, this is so hard. 
this is really hard. I just, you know, why do we have to learn Latin or or why this or why, you know, why do we have to do this? And it's tough. I get it. It's tough. But you want a school that's going to challenge your child to achieve. And you want a school that's going to pour into them values that you want poured into them. You want them trained in in Judeo-Christian values. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this audience does. Not not everybody. I get it. Not everybody wants their 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 child trained in Judeo-Christian values, and you know, that's fine. Um, it, it, but as parents, we deserve that right. We we deserve that right to have our children educated and trained in the way that we see fits them best. That is our that is our God-given right. And you know, when a school says to a parent, I'm sorry, you can't come into the building, well, you know, I'm I'm not coming into the building and neither is my child. If I can't come into your building, guess what? My child can't come in either. All right. Uh, We will pick up the conversation on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free, Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot, and we are happy that you are joining us. Congratulations on making it to the Dean's List. 
being one of the smart ones. We are happy to have you on board. And I'm 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 feeling good today. I mean, I I I feel like I've been drinking water from a fire hose, but nonetheless, I'm feeling good. We uh the the Cofex RX is getting it done for me. I continue to take the Cofex and uh, it it is it's it's a beautiful product. If you flu season is coming around the corner, and I encourage you be prepared for it. Absolutely, be prepared for it. Do whatever you need to do to fight it. Uh, and adding Cofix RX to your list, to your arsenal, is is certainly the way to go go about it. If you go to AmericaOutloud.shop. And when using coupon code OUTLOUD25, you will get 25% off uh, when adding the throat spray to any order. Coupon code OUTLOUD25. And I can attest the throat spray gets it done. It absolutely gets it done. I feel better. I have felt better every single day. And, um, and, and for me... Right around this time of the year, the, the past couple of years, especially last year, it just wiped me out. It hits me in the throat, and it takes me out for several days. This year, it was coming, and I took some of that throat spray, and I also doubled up. I, I was taking the throat spray and also the uh, nasal spray. I just went after it, and I feel excellent. Outside of of drinking water from a fire hose, I feel excellent, feel wonderful. We're out here getting it done, and we're happy that that you're out here getting it done with us. We're looking at this article. Uh, Gallup poll does this. You know, they they do this poll every year. They've done it since 1999, and it's an educational uh, satisfaction survey. How satisfied with you? Uh, or are you with the education in America? And they completed this year's poll just in August, and we are at an all-time low. Well, we've tied the all-time low. Only 36% of the country is currently satisfied with the quality of K-12 education in America. The last time we hit 36% was in the year 2000. So Gallup started this poll in 99. The next year in 2000, we hit a 36% satisfaction rate. And here we are. We've tied that that satisfaction rate. The quality of education, only 36% of us are happy with it. Uh, I have been exploring the rest of this article, and I did see the breakdown between the Republicans and the Democrats. It's interesting. Uh, 25% of Republicans are satisfied with the education that their that their child is receiving. The K-12 education in this country, 25% say they are at least somewhat satisfied. So you Republicans, the 25% that are somewhat satisfied, let us know what school districts you're in. You know, obviously there are there are, you know, maybe good things happening there. Forty-three percent. No, I'm sorry, forty-four percent of Democrats and Democratic leaning independents are somewhat satisfied. 
So, you know, there you have it. 25% of Republicans are somewhat satisfied and 44% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents are only somewhat satisfied. So uh, this this is not, you know, it doesn't bode well for the education. And there's just, you know, parents' eyes are opening up. The parents' eyes are opening up. I'm I'm looking at an article here from uh, from just a, a couple of days ago. Oregon Department of Education. Why, why do these things keep coming out of Oregon? What in the world is going on in Oregon? Oregon Department of Education adopts health education standards to teach kindergartners about the quote many ways to express gender and this is this right here this is an example as to why only 36% of the country is satisfied with their child's education quite frankly i'm surprised that it's 36% i'm surprised it's that high actually you know after cataloging the things that we've been cataloging for the past several weeks I'm surprised we're at 36%. And, um, you know, the fact that you have the Oregon Department of Education adopting health education standards to teach kindergartners about, quote, the many ways to express gender uh, is is telling. Uh, And they... The article says, and to teach third grade students, quote, how individuals identify regarding gender or sexual orientation. So it's going to progress. It's going to start in in kindergarten, and we get to learn about the many ways to express gender. And then by the time you hit third grade in Oregon, you're learning how individuals identify regarding gender or sexual orientation. And the indoctrination continues. And I asked the question, do kindergartners need to learn about the many ways to express gender? Do they need to learn that? You know, because quite frankly, there's only there's there's only two ways to express a gender because there's only two genders. You either express it as a boy or you express it as a girl. And then you express that however you're going to express it. I mean, are you going to play with with blocks? Are you going to play with cards? You're going to play in the dirt? You're going to play with Barbie dolls? I mean, express how you're going to express it. You're going to play dress up? I mean, use your imagination. Be a child and be allowed to use your imagination. But in kindergarten, you know, you don't have to be the, – the, the schools don't have to teach the kindergartners the many ways to express gender. Let the kindergartner be a kindergartner. Teach the kindergartner how to read. Teach the kindergartner how to write. Teach the kindergartner about their numbers, about their letters. Teach the kindergartners things that are appropriate for the kindergartners. Do not teach them the many ways to express gender. Oh, for the love of Pete. The Oregon Department of Education adopted new health education standards for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. So this is an article from just a couple of days ago. But this 
adaptation from the Department of Health actually came in 2016, and districts had until the fall of 2018 to implement the new standards. Are we just now learning about it now? Is that what's happening here? So now we're in 2023, five years after the, the school districts had to adopt and or implement the new standards. We're just now hearing about it. The Oregon Department of Education specifically labeled certain performance indicators for kindergarten students. So we have Oregon who has removed proficiency requirements for graduating seniors. We just want you to graduate. We know it's tough. It's tough out there, kids. And we just, I mean, by golly, we just want you to do your best. And so we're going to get rid of these, these proficiency standards, which are really holding you back. I mean, they're just, all they're doing is just beating you down. That's all. We're just going to get rid of them. Oh, and, and also we're going to make sure kindergartners learn the many ways to express gender. I mean, yes, we're going to do that. And by the time they hit third grade, they're going to learn how individuals identify regarding gender or sexual orientation. Yes, because Oregon believes in public education standards. They believe in education standards. Uh, and this article says they've adopted new health education standards. So they're they're fine with having standards uh, in terms of when they should talk about gender. But, you know, let's not have any standards or proficiency requirements for, for math or for reading or for writing. I mean, that's not important. The Oregon Department of Education specifically labeled certain, perf quote, performance indicators for kindergarten students. Performance indicators. So we can have performance indicators uh, which they're calling standards for kindergarten students in terms of, quote, health. But we can't have uh, proficiency requirements for the graduating seniors. And we ask ourselves, why are only 36% of parents satisfied with the quality of education being delivered across the American educational landscape? And I say I'm shocked that it's 36%. All right, you ready for the standards? Are you ready to hear about the health standards? Oregon wants to make sure that their kindergartners know. Here we go. Name reproductive body parts, boys and girls. You should know the names of all the reproductive body parts. This is kindergarten. Use proper anatomy. Uh, I just use proper anatomical terms. Okay. I mean, all right. If you're going to teach it, I guess be proper. Use proper terms and stages in the basic growth processes of all people. You're in kindergarten and you need to name the reproductive body parts using proper anatomical terms and stages in the growth of all people. In kindergarten. All right, I continue. List potentially unsafe body fluids 
and objects to avoid. I mean, what does that mean? Um, well, I, you know, how does... All right, I get maybe unsafe body fluids, but objects to avoid? All right, why is this happening in a kindergarten classroom? Why, why does Oregon feel the need to talk about reproductive body parts in a kindergarten classroom? All right, you know, we, um, uh, I'm going to keep going here. Identify way, this is kindergarten, mind you, identify ways to prevent communicable and non-communicable disease and understand the difference, including HIV, AIDS, hepatitis B, and C. To kindergartners, uh, recognize there are many ways to express gender for kindergartners. Recognize the importance of treating others with respect, including gender expression. The kindergartners. Identify different kinds of family structures. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Provide examples of how friends and family influence how people think they should act on the basis of their gender. Provide examples on how your parents are bigots. That's what that, there's the translation. We're going to provide examples on how people in your family influence you on how you wrongly think about gender. But here in this kindergarten class, we're going to teach you how to rightly think about gender. That's right. Oh, unbelievable. Discuss ways to communicate respectfully with and about people of all gender identities, gender expressions, and sexual orientations. This, these are the, uh, my friends, these are the performance indicators for kindergarten students. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight performance indicators. For teaching health education standards to kindergarten students, yet graduating seniors in Oregon don't have any proficiency requirements. If you are a parent in Oregon, I'm gonna just I'm gonna say this to you. I if I'm in Oregon, my child is not in the public school. That they are not in the public school in Oregon. Colorado, they're not in the public school. I've got I've got two states, two states definitely where my child is not in that public school. Parents fight to save the public schools, absolutely, but not, but I, I wouldn't have my child there. I mean, yes, fight for it, but I, I wouldn't risk putting my child in there. This article continues, these same performance indicators were also provided for students in first grade and second grade. The Oregon Department of Education added the following performance indicators for students in the third grade. So in case, <clears throat> in case we missed it in kindergarten, and in, in case we, 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 we missed the reproductive body parts in kindergarten, we're going to get you in first grade. We're also going to get you in second grade. We're just going to keep talking about this. We're going to we're going to list the potentially unsafe body fluids. 
I mean, we're going to talk about communicable diseases. We're going to talk about hepatitis B and C in kindergarten, in first grade, in second grade. And then we're going to talk about all the ways to express gender. We're going to talk about, you know, how to identify different family structures. Because, you know, some people have two moms or, or two dads. Um, and we're going to do this in, in first grade. We're going to do it in kindergarten. We're going to do it in second grade. Uh, we just want to make sure we cover all the bases. That's all. And it's listed my friends, it's listed as part of health education standards. Now, this was adopted in 2016. School districts had until 2018 to implement it. And here we are, 2023. And it's just now coming to light. Why is it just now coming to light now in 2023? Huh? Why, why, why didn't it, um, or maybe, it, I don't know, maybe it did. Maybe it came out and nobody cared about it. <clears throat> I highly doubt that, though. I think there are parents in Oregon who would care about this. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are parents in Oregon who do not want their kindergartners, um, you know, being being taught to to learn about uh, this stuff. That's, I guess, that's just the, the that's the nicest way I can possibly say it. We will pick up this article on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. 
You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board today as we are talking through this satisfaction survey. We're not surprised about it. Uh, Well, actually we are. We're surprised that the satisfaction of of the quality of education in America is as high as it is. Even though it is tied the all-time low of only 36% of the country being satisfied. We're actually, you know, I am. I'm 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 shocked that it's that high. I mean, with with what we are cataloging, and we're just talking about Oregon. I mean, right now, we are we're talking about the fact that Oregon has removed academic proficiency standards, but you know, they've they're they're making sure that in kindergarten you're you're learning about uh, it, it, uh, the the reproductive body parts. They want to make sure that your kindergartners can name those reproductive body parts using proper anatomical terms and stages in the basic growth processes of all people. Uh, why? Why do you, why do you feel it necessary, Oregon, to to teach children, kindergartners, the name of the reproductive body parts? What is your point there? Truly, what is your point? What are you getting at? You know, is it that you want to sexualize these kids in kindergarten? Is that your objective? Is that the objective of the Oregon Department of Education to sexualize the kids starting in kindergarten and make sure they are thoroughly dumbed down by the time they graduate? Because uh, that's, that's what it seems like to me. It seems like, it seems like over sexualization (laughs) to make sure they are thoroughly dumbed down. Ah, uh, I just um I don't understand what's happening in 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 Oregon. But you know, that's just kindergarten. That, the list that that we talked about, that's what they go over in kindergarten, first grade and second grade. But by the time they get to third grade, the the Oregon Department of Education adds the following quote performance indicators. All right. This is for third grade. Here it comes. Number one. One, two, three, four, five. There's six of them. Here's number one. Define sexual orientation for third graders. Define sexual orientation. Recognize differences and similarities of how individuals identify regarding gender or sexual orientation in the third grade. You know, it's okay if you like a girl, if you're a girl, if you like a boy, if you're a boy, it's okay. I mean, it's fine. Recognize the importance of treating others with respect regarding gender expression and sexual orientation. So what this basically deals with is if you are, you know, if you're a parent and you're at home teaching your child, you know, we don't agree with homosexuality, 
you know, little Johnny comes home and says, my teacher says homosexuality is perfectly fine in the third grade. And you say, yeah, no, we don't, we, no, uh-uh, we don't agree with homosexuality. But then the next day, the teacher, you know, teaches them to recognize the importance of treating others with respect regarding gender expression and sexual orientation. Do you think that it, as part of that lesson, they will involve turning the child against the parent? Do you think that's the objective there? I think that's the objective there. Am I wrong? Oh, I don't I don't think I'm wrong. That was number three. Here's number four. Recognize how friends, family, media, society, and culture influence how people think they should act on the basis of their gender. So here's how your mom and dad think that you should act on the basis of you being a boy or a girl. But in actuality, yeah, that's a social construct. You know, that's that's built by the evil white man. You know, gender is fluid. You can come in and out. You can come and go as you please. This is third grade. You know, no, no proficiency standards have to be met in terms of, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. But by golly, you better have these performance indicators down. Recognize sources of medically accurate information about human sexual and reproductive anatomy, puberty, and personal hygiene. Uh, this is third grade. Uh, these kids haven't even hit puberty yet. They, they don't even... Uh, okay. It continues. Recognize sources of support, such as parents or other trusted adults. They can tell if they are being teased, harassed, or bullied based on gender identity, sexual orientation, and gender expression. Okay, here we go, third graders. You can recognize sources of support, such as parents or other trusted adults, that you can go tell, that you can report if you are being teased, if you are being harassed, or if you are being bullied based on your gender identity, your sexual orientation, or your gender expression. Yeah, because in kindergarten, they were learning about gender expression. Am I right? And they go, oh, yeah. Number four, in kindergarten, you were, you were, you're to recognize there are many ways to express gender. So you're getting this in kindergarten, you're getting this in first grade, and you're getting this in second grade. You're, you're learning the many ways to express gender. By the time you get to third grade, then you have to you know recognize um, a trusted adult out there who you can go to um, when you're being teased, harassed, or bullied based upon your gender identity your sexual orientation, your gender expression. These are third graders. And they're, they're being taught to recognize sources of medically accurate information. Um, what kind of sources are, are the teachers in Oregon showing third graders? 
medically accurate information. If I am a parent and I'm in Oregon, I, I want to see the list of sources. Show me the list of sources. I, I want to know. I want to know the sources that you are using to tell my child about medically accurate information about human sexual and reproductive anatomy, puberty, and personal hygiene. I'm telling you, moms and dads in Oregon, you, you need to have your kids removed from the public schools. Oregon is, uh, uh, they're added to the list. Oregon and Colorado are definitely on the list. If you live in either of those two states, yank your child from that public school. Uh, the same performance indicators discussing sexual orientation were also provided for students in the fourth grade. I would just get them out. I would, I would get them out. Uh, the same performance indicators discussing sexual orientation were also provided for students in the fourth grade. A new performance indicator for fifth grade students included to, quote, discuss ways of expressing gender. Huh, how was that different from... from kindergarten where they were talking about recognize there are many ways to express so they're, they're just recognizing it in kindergarten and then when they get to third and fourth grade they they're still just recognizing things but then when they get to fifth grade they're discussing ways of expressing gender so they've been grooming the child essentially since kindergarten. They have been grooming the child to be sexualized since kindergarten. So by the time the child is in sixth grade, they can discuss ways of, I'm sorry, fifth grade. They can discuss ways of expressing gender. A new performance indicator for sixth grade students included, quote, Define gender roles, gender identity, and sexual orientation across cultures. Uh, this is grooming. They are, in, in Oregon, they're essentially grooming children. And, you know, I, well, what I would like to see Gallup do is let's just do a poll for Oregon. Can we just do a poll for Oregon? Let's find out what the education uh, satisfaction survey says. Quality of education for Oregon. Because Oregon, I mean, to me, am I wrong? Does it does it not clearly look to be that, that the Department of Education in Oregon is interested in, in grooming, sexually grooming your child? I mean, if they're going to start naming in, in a kindergarten class, reproductive body parts using proper anatomical terms and stages in the basic growth process of all people. You know, how, how is that not grooming? The fact that we are sexualizing our kindergarten. Someone, someone explain that to me. 
I, I don't, um, you know, by the time you're in third and fourth grade, you are to, you know, the teacher is supposed to show you sources of medically accurate information about human sexual and reproductive anatomy. What does that even mean? Medically accurate. Medically accurate information about human sexual reproductive anatomy. So what are you showing my third grader? That's what I want to know. What what pictures are you showing my third grader that's of, of, of medically accurate sexual reproductive anatomy in puberty? Okay, my third grader who hasn't hit puberty yet, who's a, a couple years away from it. What medically accurate pictures are you showing them? And why are you so interested in sexualizing elementary children in Oregon? I just, you know, we started this this program off today talking about this satisfaction survey and how low it is. And I just, you know, I've got a just a, a stack of stuff. I've got a stack of articles to go through. And what would happen to be next on my stack was Oregon. And and after reading through this article, I am I'm beside myself. And I'm I'm thinking 36% is too high. 36% of the parents in America are satisfied with with the education of this country. After reading Oregon, I can't believe it's 36%. But, you know, of course, that 36, you know, they're probably, there's probably nice school districts somewhere, somewhere out in a rural community. I mean, maybe even Oregon has some nice districts. I don't know how you could, I don't know how any district in Oregon could be nice when, um, when the Department of Education is requiring that this sexualization happens in kindergarten. Well, the proficiency requirements have been removed. That that just makes me angry. It absolutely makes me angry. Parents in Oregon, uh, this is the clarion call. Uh, get out of the public school system. Get out of the of the grooming camps that are taking place in public education in Oregon. Uh, just get out. Find yourself a, a, a homeschool co-op group. Find yourself a, a private school, preferably a classical Christian school. If you need assistance, send me an email, thedean.list at protonmail.com. I will help you get out. I will help you find a way. We will, uh, this, um, ladies and gentlemen, I am... I'm beside myself today. I have spent the last seven, eight days drinking from a fire hose. You know, we've talked about, you know, how do we take this back? We've talked about grassroots, linking arms with with grassroots organizations that can take back education. But if you are in Oregon and Oklahoma, you need to link arms with with families who are like-minded, who you can form co-op, homeschool co-op groups with. 
Do not allow your children to be groomed. Do not allow them to be over-sexualized. You know what? Cindy and I were on a bike ride in the summer, and uh, we're on this bike trail, and we pass, you know, I don't know, a group of elementary students. They were probably second, third, fourth grade. You know, there were there were four of them, I think, three or four of them. And they were just kids. And they're talking about, you know, the sounds that these birds are making out in the, you know, in the trees, out in this this foresty area of the of the trail. And as we rode past them, you know, we both said to each other, that's that's what kids need to be doing. They need to be just outside having fun and being uh, being awed and wondered by nature, just being in awe of what's happening around them, just this innocence of, of wonder instead of being groomed and sexualized, beginning in kindergarten in Oregon and probably other places. So if you're in Oregon... You need to, I'm telling you, you need to link arms with with parents who are like-minded. Co-op groups need to be starting and forming all over the place. Homeschool co-op groups in Oregon. Uh, If if, if you can't find a a, a Christian school to get into, start a co-op group. I'm telling you, I'm imploring you, let's save the country. Let's save it. All right, we will uh, we'll have to continue this conversation another day. That's all the time we have today, America. Thank you for joining me. Invite your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. 